Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the new podcast that I'm starting called Words of the Wise. Today, my guest was Richard Dick Lux, and at 90 years old, Dick has pretty much seen all there is to see. He was born in 1929 at the start of the Great Depression. Dick was witness to World War II. He served in the Navy shortly after the war was over. He was a policeman in Indianapolis during the late 50s to mid 70s at the birth and start of most of America's social movements. Dick and his late wife, Aggie, resided in Indianapolis and lived in a small one bathroom house with their eight children. Later, those eight kids went on to make him a grandpa to 22 grandchildren, and he now has over 40 great-grandchildren as well. Of the 45 or so, I'm the first. And as the story goes, at my birth, Dick said, well, at least I'll get to see one of my great-grandchildren be born. It's safe to say he was very, very wrong about that. Unfortunately, the doctors are unsure of how much longer we have with Grandpa Lux, and he has been hallucinating a little over the last few days. Like most 90-year-olds, Grandpa is very stubborn, and therefore I had to ease my way into asking him my questions. My mom and my grandma Linda, Dick's oldest daughter, accompanied me during the interview to make it a little less obvious what I was doing. Later, Uncle Mark, Grandpa's fourth son, also joined us. They each chimed in a couple of times when they themselves thought of a question. Later in the conversation, we got to harder questions, but Dick, my grandpa Lux, is a simple man. So as we sat on his screened-in porch on that Tuesday evening, we began our conversation by talking about and listening to the birds. Bird activity? Uh, Have you had a lot of bird activity out here? Yeah, running out of places. food. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll have All to get small some. letters. Okay, mom, you gotta get more bird food, Grandpa said. I showed him Johnny's big uh, catfish. That was awesome. That was a big fish. He used beef jerky as his bait. (laughs) Have you ever seen a yellow-headed catfish? Yeah, I've seen all kinds. Yeah, they didn't get a picture of that, did they? We used to eat all the catfish we caught. You did? They could eat. How long have you lived in this house? Oh, I'd say about 32, 33 years or something. Long time. Yeah. Where did you guys live before this? Huh? Where did you live before this house? Over in Broad River. You know where Broad River is. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's over by Broad River. Six blocks from Tard and six blocks from Price. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you've always lived in Indy, right? Yeah, all my life. Mm-hmm. Where did you grow up? Uh, on the west side, a place called 1031 Sheffield Avenue. There on Haverford. And the first we got married, we lived on uh, Donald Avenue. Gladstone first. 3123. Yeah, graduate. First, when we first got married, we lived on uh, Gladstone. 1030. No, not 1030. How did you and Grandma meet? Oh, I met a dance. I went to a dance out there on the west side in the church. They used to have dances every Friday night and Saturday mm-hmm. night. So I kept going out there with a couple of guys. One day, one night, I just asked her to dance, and that's the way it was. But didn't, <laughs> but then you went to the Navy, didn't you? No, this is when I come home from the Navy. Oh, okay. How long were you in the Navy? Three years. Three years. I thought Aunt Rita fixed you up with her. Nah, Rita likes to think she did, but. But you asked her to I, dance. I think I better. Mm-hmm. How long were so you were in the Navy for three years? What was your what was your job? What did you do in the Navy? Did I did I did I? Morse code. Oh. Still know it. 
never forget it. They don't do that anymore, do they? I doubt it. I think you got a new system, toll type or something like that. Those things you see you guys carrying around, stuff like that. Did you have to travel a lot when you were in the Navy? Yeah, we traveled from here to my home port was uh, Norfolk, Virginia, and that's where we picked up our ship, AD 28. Did you have to go to Europe? Yeah, three trips to Europe. What part of Europe? Uh, all Parts? along the Mediterranean Sea. Oh, okay. What was your favorite France, place? France, Italy, Sicily, yeah. Greece. What was your favorite place in Europe? I like Naples, Italy the best. You did? Had, yeah. A lot of fun. What was, your, what was it like there? Well, I never got shot at or anything because there wasn't any war then. Yeah. But uh, it was kind of exciting, especially the first trip, you know. We'd hit all those ports. And, and all the people liked the servicemen there. Well, yeah. When you go visit, didn't they all like you guys? Yeah. So when I came home the last time, I, I went three times. One, and usually the trip lasted six months, so... Half of the trip you'd be over there, and the other time you'd be in the United States, home porters on Norfolk, where they any repairs or anything serious that had to be worked on, they'd do it, get you in shape to go back again. What made you decide to join the Navy? Were you drafted, or did you choose to join? So I joined my own. Oh, okay. Did you know a friend or someone that, that had you join? Or? Well, I had uh, three guys join. Two guys with me, and they both uh, got out before their time was oh. ever happened. <laughs> there wow. I was. Yeah, why did they get yeah. out and you didn't? Well, one guy, his mother died, and he had a job to take care of her. Which, that was a thing to do. But I don't see how a guy, I liked it myself. When, when you, you sign up for the Navy, do they only make you do three years? Or Mimi thought it was longer. No, it was, it was for three years, and I, that was enough for me. Yeah. Did you come home in, in those three years' time? Did you? Oh, yeah. I usually go home once a year. What time would you come? Christmas time? Or? Well, not so much Christmas time, but around, oh, around race time or something like that. I'm assuming you would go to the race then? No, I never enjoyed it. But... You didn't enjoy the race? No, nah, because I joined the police department. And we got stuck doing a lot of things, you know. Directing traffic and everything else. What made you become a police officer? Well, I looked for another job. I had a pretty good job, but... What was it? Uh, well, I was working as a, as a machinist. Repair parts, bearings, while my job was sand and cutting out bearings. If it's a big building, you couldn't see out of it or anything else. I just didn't like it. So one day, I... I was driving home, that's when I lived on Gladstone with Linda and Ricky. On the way home, I had some people out there holding signs and need police officers and stuff like that. And I thought, hell, I'm gonna find out about this. So I went in and talked to him, yeah, we're taking applications for the police department right now. And I said, well, give me the papers and I'll fill them out. And I did, and it wasn't long, a couple of weeks later. But I think it was about three o'clock in the morning, somebody knocks on a door, you know real rough <laughs> and I went to the front door and I asked him what he wanted he said, well, he said you uh, put in the f to be a policeman I said yeah I said I hadn't heard anything from him yet he said well you're hearing it now 
<laughs> Good luck. I'll see you in about a week. Oh, my. So about a week later, I went down. They had my papers and everything. They said, well, you're, you're, you're okay now. So we were on. What year would that have been? That would have been 1956. Okay. So right before the 60s started. And I retired in 78. So I was almost right at 22-year mark. Why, why'd you retire? Well, I thought I'd get another job, a good one, and have two incomes. Well, it didn't work out that way. I couldn't get a job. What was it like being a police officer in those times? Oh, were... it was a lot easier in those days really? than what it is now. Yeah. I feel sorry for police now. You're almost destined to get shot. And I didn't like that part of it, but... I must note that the thoughts expressed here are not of my own, but our Grandpa Lex's opinion. You also had to, you worked through all of the height of like the protests with like racial yeah. injustice and no, we the start have, of the limits. We had a little bit of protesting, but not as bad. We didn't have nothing like they have nowadays. Either. Mm-hmm. What about the riots downtown? I'm, I'm surprised that they can get enough people to join the police department. To, mm-hmm. What about the riots downtown when you had to go downtown? We had one riot downtown, pretty good, on Indiana Avenue. And that was the only one I was ever involved in. We didn't have to shoot anybody, but we had to be there. If you had to fight somebody, you'd have to fight them. Did you have to? Oh, yeah, a few of them. But that's probably when all that kind of stuff leaked in and started getting bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. What was your craziest story? As a policeman? Uh, I never did have any particular ones. I tried to take care of myself. I had, had those kids at home. What was the scariest thing you ever were involved in as a policeman? Oh, I don't know. I, one time we had a war for a guy, and uh, there were about eight of us that the sergeant got together, and we had to go into this building to find this guy and bring him out. After we got him out, I got to talk to that guy. He said, yeah, he said, I had my, my sights right on you. He said, I could have got you. Kept on going, so I was to it. Locked oh, him up. Wow. Did you tell Mom? Probably did. I told her this about everything. Well, didn't Mom want you to be a policeman? Yeah. Well, she liked that uniform stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right when you got back from the Navy was when you met Grandma? About a year later. Yeah. Well, no, I, I met her shortly after I got back. Okay. How long did you guys date before you proposed? Uh, they used to have, they had a dance one night on, uh, they closed the intersection of 42nd Street and College Avenue. Mm-hmm. And your, my mother, Aggie lived uh, on College Avenue. So since that happened, or even if we wasn't on, it was just at the one house. Mm-hmm. It was all saying it closed the park for a couple hours. Not the park, but uh, the street. street, the intersection. And that's where I met her. And then I met her again out at uh, one of the Catholic schools. Always has dances. To went out there. That's about it. Where'd you ask her to marry you? Huh? Where'd you ask her to marry you? Uh, we went to the drive-in movies a lot. That was probably her favorite thing. Yeah. Go to a drive-in movie, and well, there was one out there on West Side on Mar- or Washington Street. He used to go to that one a lot, and you know, kind of nice. Didn't cost too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheap date. Yeah. <laughs>
Did you ask her dad's permission before you proposed? Well, her dad never had a car, and so he'd kind of like it if I stayed over it pretty late to take him to work. He worked at night time, so he got stuck with that a lot of times. Did you ask him if you could marry Grandma when you were driving him to work? I think that's what I did do. I didn't have to beg her. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you when you guys got married? Well, I was 21, and she was 20. How old were you when you had Mimi, Linda? Uh, 21. Oh, so you, she was you had her right away, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And had Ricky right after I moved Yeah, and then... Did you ever expect you would have eight kids? And then did we you? went a little further and started skipping them a little bit. But yeah. we never did get them all skipped yeah. too much. When you were younger, did you think you would have a big family like that? Seemed like I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. How many siblings did you have? Five. Yeah. What order did you fall into? Uh, I had, uh, no, my three uh, oldest ones were... Uh, girls, and then I had two more, and they were boys. Okay. And I'm the only boy left. In fact, I'm the only one in the whole family left. What was it like as a kid? Oh, everything pretty much the same. You, you knew what was right, and you tried to do right. And Where did you go to school? I went to Washington High School. A lot of good football players and basketball players mm -hmm. coming there. Did you play any sports? No. I wouldn't have been any good to start with, I knew that. <laughs> so that's the reason I didn't play any. I could yeah. have probably played something if yeah. I went out of cross country or something. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a job growing up though? Yeah. Yeah, what was your job? Oh, I had so many of them. Uh, one that comes to mind real quick is Tiny. She was about this big. Oh, the dog. Oh, the dog. Yeah, and oh, then we had. Grandpa was a little bit confused here and thought that when I asked him what job he had growing up, that I was actually asking him what dogs he had growing up. The tiny was the one you had when you were a yeah. kid. Didn't, wasn't she still there when you were in the Navy, but when you came home, she, she had died? Yeah. But didn't she come running up to meet you one of the times when you came home from the Navy? Yeah. She was a little teeny terrier. Really cute. Really Knocked cute. all her teeth out. Yeah. Oh. She chased, chased anything I threw. Oh, goodness. And I threw her like a rubber ball, you know, and she ran out. <laughs> 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 what about a job? Well, Where did you most work? Most of my jobs were security after a plant or whatever it was would uh, knock off for the day. They wanted somebody in there walk around the place, do stuff like that. What about as a kid? No. You just like work, did in work around school? the house? I tried to get out of everything. Oh, you did? <laughs> so you're... <laughs> but you didn't have to work while you were in high school? No, I wouldn't. Oh, yeah, I worked. I worked at the standard grocery store. Oh. I worked late at night and put up stock, they'd call it, you know. Yeah. Uh -huh. Things like that. Made 50 cents an hour. Mostly did that. When I got a little older, I went into security stuff, you know. Garden oh. people's property. How old were you when you started smoking? I was about 16. They didn't say it was bad at all back then, did they? No, nah, everybody smoked. I never smoked in front of my mom and dad. I'd, they'd be waiting up, or my mom would be waiting up, and she could see me coming down the street when I was coming home. Uh huh. And if I 
she saw I was smoking, she'd get mad. So your parents but didn't smoke parents, and smoke? No. Oh, my dad didn't, and my mother didn't. Yeah, my dad smoked bad as Yeah, people didn't like it, but not as much. Not Almost for health reasons. Smoked. Right. But why didn't your mom want you to smoke when you were 16? She knew in her heart that it was probably bad news. Did you get in trouble in high school a lot? Or no? Yeah, you get me for that smoking more than anything else. But I, in a way, I guess I was lucky. I never got punished medically for it, other than uh, chew a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have no money to buy cigarettes and stuff. Hell, that was a waste. But my dad worked night times too, and we both worked at the same company, Greyhound. At lunchtime, when everybody brought their lunch, he'd just go out and sit on a curb next to the building where he worked at. But uh, I used to go in there after my dad went to sleep. He'd have his cigarettes laying just like I do in there next to the bed. Mm -hmm. I'd always let the pack up. Get three or four out of it. <laughs> so you'd steal cigarettes from your yeah, dad? Yeah, he wouldn't think it. He didn't even realize it. <laughs> cigarettes were gone. Did your older sisters, did they smoke? Or your younger uh, brothers? Once in a while they smoked, but they were never real smokers. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess Rosie was. Rosie smoked a lot, quite a bit. But mm -hmm. she quit before she died. She had a heart attack one time and made her quit. My were you close with your sisters and brothers? Like when you were kids and... Yeah, pretty much. There was five years difference, so. Oh, okay. You know, that's a lot of difference. Uh-huh. But we got along great, no problem. Your sisters, your sisters spoiled you. Oh, they all spoiled me. So is that how you yeah, got out of a lot of sister, lot of she stuff? worked at a place called J.D. Adams. I don't know what the heck they did there, but she, uh, I'd see her coming down the street, coming over working night. Well, I'd run out there and meet her about uh, a whole block from home, you know. And she always, always said it was alone. I knew when she got paid and when she didn't get paid. And the week I got paid, I told her alone would be $5. That <laughs> all angles worked out. Aunt Dorothy, you were pretty close to. Uh, yeah. You were really, Aunt Dorothy looked the most like you. Yeah. And Helen did too, though. Yeah. Rosie was kind of tight. She wouldn't lend you the money? <laughs> no. So did you become a, a sailor because Aunt Helen married a sailor? Helen was married to an army guy. Uh, the guy that she married, Ann Heckle, there's three of them, they were all soldiers. Oh, I, I thought yeah. they were sailors. I was the only one in the Navy. What, um, what made you join the Navy? I don't know. I just thought... If you join the army, I used to think you'd have to eat out in the grass and the mud. Oh, I, mean, I don't want that. <laughs> so I thought if I was in the Navy, I'd have dry clothes all the time, which yeah. I did. And I'm glad I did, too. How old would you have been when you joined the Navy? I was uh, 18 years old. So you joined right after high school? Yeah. Were you scared? When you, huh? Were you scared when you left home? Well, yeah. Wonder about things, you know, damn, I hope I'm doing the right thing here. Yeah. I always tried to do what they wanted me to do. Everything worked out great. Did yeah. you hear, how'd your mom and dad feel about you joining the Navy? Oh, I, I think my mom and dad, they was happy with it. Did you they ever? They didn't care as long as I had a job. Did you ever consider going to college or? In my day, you know, a lot of people didn't go to college. Mm -hmm. Unless you was an athlete or had money, you wouldn't be going to Butler. 
Yeah, I mean, that's just the way it is. Grandma went to college there, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Where did Grandma go to college? She went to uh, Marion College. Oh, okay. When I, was, when I was still going with her. Mm. And that was really rare to, to be in. So Mom went two to years of college. And then she married you, and when she married you, did that did, is that when she quit going to school? Yeah, she quit going full-time right after we got married. Tell Lexi the story of how you made Mom real mad when you came to pick her up at Marion College. Yeah, I had her name on the side of the car. Why? <laughs> she didn't like that. Why did you have her name on the I side don't of the know, car? I thought it would be nice. Aww. <laughs> and she got mad? Yeah. She'd still get mad about it if you ever brought it up, wouldn't she, Dad? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She'd get mad no matter if you ever brought it up, she'd get mad. What's your favorite kind of music? Country. What kind of music did they play at the dances when you would, you said you would go to dances with Grandma? Um, what they played most of what they called jitterbug. Could you, you jitterbug? Know, hopping around. No, I didn't do that. You didn't? So what kind I'd, of dancing did you do? I'd wait till the last dance and be more slow down, you know. So you would just sit back and kind of watch and just then? Kind of watch see how it was going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, that's when Rita putting the pressure on me and Mom. Oh. oh, to ask her to dance? Yeah. Rita's her twin sister. Oh, yeah. As Fox News played in the background, there was an old commercial of a naval hat that Mimi recognized as one that Grandpa used to wear. Oh, look, that dad has that's, that same that was hat. about my time, that same oh. uniform and everything. Mm -hmm. That my winter hat. I still got one in there, a drawer, I think. You did, you put it on a few months ago. It's too little for me. <laughs> that I was asking what side, and I told him I threw one at me, and I took it in. Then when I started to put it on about a month later, hell, I couldn't even get it on. <laughs> <laughs> As you just heard, Dick lit another cigarette. He needed to stop for a couple of minutes to smoke, but then questions picked right back up. What's your favorite memory? Oh, probably when I got married, I guess. Yeah. Who all was there? Yeah. Was I it a big wedding that. or? Yeah, pretty big for that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where did you get married at? Uh, St. Joan of Arc. That's a good sized church. Yeah, you know? that's where Molly got married, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful church. Did you have a reception afterwards? Dinner? Yeah. We had it at uh, your mother's house. Mm -hmm. I think it was in the morning. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's how they did it. Got like married they, in the morning, and then they get had go to have an early like eight o'clock, nine o'clock service, and, and then, then have like a brunch. Have a brunch. <laughs> did you have a? Who was your best man? Uh, a guy named Gordon Larson. How did you know him? They was in the navy together. Oh, okay. He died now already. Did you have a honeymoon? Yeah, we went to call it that. We went to Illinois. Oh, okay. And drove home. <laughs> I thought you went to St. Louis. Well, we were supposed to be going to St. Louis, but I got lost. And, oh, and no. I was someplace in Illinois and found my way home. I thought your car broke down in East St. Louis. The voice you just heard is my Uncle Mark. Well, that car might have broke down, too. <laughs> it was he used oil and smoked and... Oh. Was you Grandma mad? Coming, oh, yeah, she got mad. <laughs> <laughs> when did you get your first house together? Oh, we got the house, 53. 
I think that's where you and mom moved in. You were renters. You were renters. You lived in the half double. Mrs. Ferris lived next door. Then you buy a house in Eagledale. Yeah. And wasn't Mrs. Ferris your landlord? Yeah, fair. Yeah, and you used to she she used to make you go over and fix stuff at her house, and you'd go over there. So you were hoping she wouldn't raise the rent. Yeah. 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 The first house you bought was Eagledale. Yeah, but actually, I was just born. I think yeah. when we moved to Eagledale. Yes. I was born on in Gladstone, little. But flower. Eagledale had a nice big yard and everything. But it, uh, well, this house we upgraded to was quite a bit better on Mount Haverford, and that's where we lived until we came here. But it about thirty some years ago, I guess, when you saw. Pretty close to that, say. Yeah. Tell her how much you had to pay for that house. On Haverford. What house? On Haverford. There. You paid thirteen thousand, I think. Thirteen five. Well, for the house, for the house. Yeah. yeah. So it cost yeah. pretty cheap. Because <laughs> now it would sell for two twenty five, yeah. two forty. They're selling. It's crazy. Wow. But his first house was in Eagledale. It was brand new, wasn't it? Yeah. And mom's sister lived over there. Yeah. In fact, they moved yeah, before I did. And you introduced them. You were a matchmaker? You picked Uncle Jack up with Aunt Rosie. Yeah, Jack, he lives over in Carmel. He was on the police department the same time I was. In fact, I was on a couple of years longer than he was. But we go to lunch here once in a while. Once again, the thoughts expressed are not of my own. So you kind of talked about it earlier with how being a police officer in today's world would be a lot worse than when you were. So do you think, what do you think about today's world? Did you ever think when you were little that it would be the way it is now? Yeah, I never thought it would be the way it is now. And I wouldn't advise anybody to be a policeman nowadays. You wouldn't? It's too dangerous, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. If you put that uniform on, you got a good chance of getting blown away. Ex yeah, explain to Lexi the difference between how policemen were treated back when you were a police officer oh, yeah. compared to how they're treated now. free donuts. And a oh, lot really? of lunches I could eat for free. Really? Yeah. I mean, they respected him so much they wanted to. Yeah. They wanted to reward you for. Yeah, they knew who we were. Oh wow! And they loved the police. Guys who were police department now they, you know, all pretty good guys. That's all I can say about them. But hell, now you don't know what's going to happen. What do you need, Mark? You want a beer? Or Grandpa did not get a beer, but later Mark would get the two of them whiskey. Tell tell Lexi the story when you and Uncle where or when Uncle Jack and your dad were both in World War One. It's one of my favorite stories. And your dad, where Jack was the male bicycle guy, or your or your yeah. dad was. Tell her that story. Well, it was, uh, I asked him if he ever saw his brother. They were damn near like twins, you know, only a year apart. And my dad, his job was to ride around on a motorcycle, delivering messages, you know, back to the people in the background. And uh, he'd come along and come a marching platoon and a bunch of soldiers in it. We briefly interrupt this story as Mark brought the whiskey. Hey, that the good stuff's gone, I think. <laughs> what you drinking? The whiskey. Ooh. Ricky gets it. Oh, what kind? This is backyard bourbon. I don't know what oh. Now that the whiskey has been brought, the story will proceed. And uh, 
Uncle Jack uh, saw my dad first, and I think that's the way it was. Where were they at, first of all? Marching back to the back. France. France. Okay, they were in France. Okay. In World War I. Okay. But anyway, my dad jumped off his bicycle. Motorcycle. Motorcycle. And the other guy, his brother, he saw him then, threw his gun down, ran over to him, and the motorcycle went sliding around. Oh, no. (laughs) But they were so surprised to see each other. Yeah, that's what it was all about. That's neat. That they were both alive. They didn't know. Yeah. They didn't ever know. Grandpa's had all kinds of jobs that I didn't even know about, like driving the the truck, the milk truck. They uh-huh. used that semi-milk truck that you'd have to drive to yeah. Lafayette. He, he said milk that was truck. a really scary job. Yeah, I bet. Go down the Southeastern Avenue. That's where the milk company was. And they'd fill the truck up. And then the next morning, I'd have to be down there about 4 o'clock in the morning, drive it up to Lafayette, get rid of all the milk and stuff. They made, you know, milk bars and stuff like that. Pretty good. Banquet milk company. But he also was a policeman while he was doing this job. How old is Johnny? You're older than He's 11. Or John, no, 14, Johnny's 14. 14, sorry. Dad, you tell him about your job when you were about Johnny's age, 14? You work for those, you go to Rodius Park and they come and pick you up in a truck and take you to the, what is it, I, Germans had those. Uh, oh, yeah. You tell them. Well, uh, all us kids used to hang around over Rodius Park. That's the park on the west side. Mm-hmm. Anybody that wanted to get a job that day, you know, if they'd be out in the park and come in the truck, you know, pick pick all the guys up who wanted to work that day. Three dollars a day, I think. And what happened, Mark? <laughs> well, well, you told me once that they had uh, greenhouses. Yeah, they did. And they probably had to have some sort of heat or steam, and they had coal, and you had to, like, go dump, take a wheelbarrow on a plank. Yeah, you remember? plank about this one. Yeah. Walk down there, dump it in the thing. They had greenhouses. You know, where they raised uh-huh. the vegetables and stuff. So it had to be heated, certain temperature, all winter long, or, you know. Yeah. Or summer, too, as far as that goes. What'd you do with all that money you were making? Shoot, it was only $3 a day. Well, I think you said you had to give some to your mom. And then well, you I did. Had to earn your keys. She's the only one I had to give to. Didn't you tell me you, you when you came home from the Navy, you went, you had to go to Key West and then drive a ride a bus all the way from Key West? Well, when I, uh, after I got out, I uh, went to Dr. Ball and uh, he examined me and everything. And he said, I'd never live to see my kids get raised, you know, with high blood pressure. Yeah. Of course, that was the reason I got discharged when I wanted to. Oh. But, uh. Because you would never. He said you'd never see your kids raised. And I knew I had high blood pressure from then on in there. I said, well, I'll go to the doctor as soon as I get home, which I did. wonder what that doctor now, would say I, now. Yeah, I don't know. He's dead now, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you clearly, did you tell Mom that? Mm-hmm. What'd she say? She didn't think about it too much. <laughs> she printed in God's hands. Yeah. yeah. You still didn't get your best advice. Yeah. Best advice for now? Well, I'd say do what's right. And you always know it. Nobody has to tell you, mm-hmm. and you'll do just fine. Don't rush in to anything. Mm-hmm. 
And what would you, what do you believe is the most important thing in life? Yeah, be a good uh, home body. I like that you one. You don't have to worry about that because you're doing just right. Oh. Would you say that you were a homebody? Yeah, I was a homebody. It's a good thing because it didn't have no money. But oh, being happy being home with your family, there's something wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. So you like being home with all those eight kids uh, screaming and fighting? <laughs> <laughs> what, made you, what made you get into all of the bird watching and... Long time after we moved in here, you'd see a lot of birds here if I fed them. Run out of bird seed, I gotta get over there. Despite living with high blood pressure since he was 19, smoking for as long as he could drive, and working countless dangerous jobs, it's safe to say that the doctor in Key West who said Dick would not live to see his kids be raised would be shocked if he saw how Grandpa's life turned out. With eight kids, 22 grandkids, and over 40 great-grandkids, Dick has had the privilege of being a homebody for the last 90 years. Dick has never had fame, and throughout his life he hasn't had a ton of money. But he's had a whiskey and ice every now and then. He's had country music to listen to on the radio. He's had a church that he loves and never misses a mass on a Sunday. He's had enough kids and grandkids to start a school, and he's loved his wife more than anything and continues to do so even though she is no longer living. And those things for Grandpa mean more to him than all the fame and money in the world. Now, could someone please get the poor man some bird feed?